All right, what's happening, Ward Wrestling Live, first show of the day. Uh, actually, I'm I'm really honored. I've got my first guest ever back. It's uh, it's you guys know him affectionately as NATO. It's Nathan Tomasello, four-time Ohio State high school champ, four-time NCAA All-American, one-time NCAA champ, four-time Big Ten champ, uh, Big Ten distinguished scholar, scholar athlete, and all Big Ten scholar athlete. And uh, man, he's here. He's back. My first show was just. Uh, it was amazing because you were on it, but it was horrible because I was hosting it. So now we got to, I've come along a little ways. And uh, I know you were in that, in that little gym you were working out at at the time, wondering if Worlds was going to happen or USA was going to happen. It was early on through this, but man, welcome back. And again, thank you so much. It's an honor to have you on. I know you just finished practice. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Dan. It's, it's an honor to be back on episode 235. It show 235, so great things have been happening with you. Uh, yeah, it's been, uh, it's just been an absolute pleasure. And uh, I've gotten to meet so many good people. I've gotten to learn so much. So, uh, again, great to have you back on. But, you know, first of all, obviously the, the big, you know, before we even get into a bunch of these questions, the big elephant in the room these days is, is COVID. I know initially when we talked, it was only about two weeks into it and there was still some unknowns. We weren't sure. We were hoping to get through this well here we are months later and uh we're still battling but i know you've been you've been traveling a lot doing a lot of camps and clinics so i guess two things how has it affected your training if it has at all uh and, and your off singles but what have you seen around the country that seems to be the same seems to be different how are these clubs and clinics um going um well i was supposed to do more in june and then um uh, yeah, so a lot of them got pushed back to July, and I love camp. Honestly, it makes me – re-energizes my love for the sport in a sense where you're just connecting with great people and learning and and just opportunities to just, like, pick people's brains and not just in wrestling but just in business and life and other aspects of things. And it just – it's fun. It's fun seeing – different areas of the country as well and um I don't know I just enjoy traveling especially when there's not really like big tournaments coming up or something like that it just gives me opportunities to kind of relax make some money to teach some kids try to make an impact mentor some mentor people and then I also I feel like I learn as much as the kids learn in, in areas where I least expect it so it's great. It's it's been fun. I've been kind of. I was hoping to go to New Orleans. That was, there was a camp that I was supposed to do in June, but I've never been there. So that's one that one area that I'm hoping to go to. That in Hawaii. Never been to Hawaii, but I've been kind of all over with clinics, and I've, it's been an honor to people bring me in. You know, for, for just to teach their high school or whatnot. So yeah. Yeah, it's got to be fun. Now, what what have you seen? Um... What have you seen that's kind of having to be done differently at these clubs and clinics or how have people adjusted to, you know, bringing kids into the room through this? Yeah. Well, some people actually test your temperature as you get in, which is pretty cool. Others just kind of keep it in smaller groups. Like you, like one, one camp I was doing, there was like smaller groups of kids and, uh, some of them just have to kind of be like where 
they don't they don't bring like I said they don't bring it it's just kind of their club as opposed to people all over the area so it's just like smaller groups and in a sense and then just kind of being careful doing a lot of hand washing a lot of like cleaning after every practice stuff like that so little things like that I think it's been good I've actually had one or two companies kind of hit me up about possibly like uh like with cleaning supply stuff and trying to promote like personal hygiene which is kind of cool you know because like sometimes that gets overlooked and I think one of the areas I feel like that's I guess been more emphasized is just having better hygiene you know and cleanliness in a sense where you really need to be really more about in that sense. Well it's good I mean it's it's nice to see around the country that uh they're starting to open up a little bit as I said my wife is very strict so my kids aren't allowed out yet but I do definitely respect those that are opening and trying to keep the sport going and you know taking the right precautions and and doing it the right way so that's awesome you know we were talking a little bit before and I didn't know this until you just said some uh your first generation wrestler so your family your parents uh no no one was involved so I'm guessing it all started out out at Chiahoga Christian Academy right yeah a little bit um I started actually back in the fifth grade um I had one of my close friends lived in the in the same street as I did they hang out a lot he picked up a flyer for youth wrestling practice and at the time I was doing other sports I was like I, I really had no clue what it was I thought it was stuff you saw on TV like with The Rock and uh, other John Cena and Rey Mysterio and I was just like I don't know if that sounded that appealing to me I just kind of like <laughs> watching it so a couple years go by and he keeps having bugging me to go he's like two years into it he's like you should try it I'm like I don't know well one of my practices got canceled and I ended up going up with him and it was a lot different than I expected and so long story short, I got into the practice and uh, it was like interesting. So I went to it, went through it the first year. I made the district tournament and I was like, I don't know if I want to keep going. Well, another youth coach saw me compete and he's like, I really want you to come to my youth program and why don't you come to a three-day clinic this summer? And I was like, I don't know. Well, my mom pushed me into it. Three days into the, the, the clinic, by the end of it, the camp, uh, the coach is like, you're not leaving. And I was like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so to this day, we talk on the phone probably every month. And it's he's been the first person in my journey with the sport that has helped me kind of start in a good direction you know he took me kind of all over for clinics and um also for tournaments I went to Fargo or went to Tulsa and Reno Worlds and just it was just really cool you know he my parents weren't that wealthy and they didn't have too much money at the time so it was just him and I actually that would go places you know and uh from that point on, I started getting better, you know, and, 
and then as I was looking at different high schools, CBCA was one of the ones that was close to one of the clubs I trained at, and I shadowed there. I went on, went to Disney duels with the, the team, and fell in love with the coaches and with the team, and committed to go there. And that's where kind of my faith journey began. And I didn't realize it at the time when I went there, but that was the exact, I think the exact reason that helped me kind of even progress more, not only in my wrestling, but just using the sport as a platform to glorify Christ. You know, and it was just like, I felt it right when I got there. I mean, it was a seventh through 12th grade school and I got in as a freshman. And so I, most of the people I've been there already two years, and I thought I'd be an outcast. I really didn't know anybody. And long story short, I made some friends. I felt really welcome there. And it was just like, it was incredible, you know. And I trained super hard and was just super intense and wanted to get the most out of my abilities. Because I knew I'd been gifted physically. And now I just wanted to put everything I had into the sport. And so it's been that way for a while, you know? Yeah, and you just – and, oh, by the way, you just went on to win four state championships, win 166 straight, hold the record for, like, wins, pins, takedown. I mean, you're, you're, you're definitely uh, – oh, by the way, you did a couple things there while you were there. So, um, and, and it's cool to hear how, how important those youth coaches – uh, were in your life and are still in your life. So uh, very awesome, man. And so, you know, obviously with all that success, you're an Ohio kid, right? Born and raised. Yep. yep. So um, was there any other option for you, but Ohio state? I mean, I'm not that, I mean, I'm sure there's, there were other options for you, but was in your mind was, was it always Ohio state? Was that the goal? Was that what you had your heart set on? I liked Ohio State. My dad was a big Buckeye football fan. He watched the games. and um, I took a lot of visits, actually, before I made the commitment to go to Ohio State. I was looking at different Big Ten schools and uh, one or two other schools that just – I just wanted to look at it, just make sure that Ohio State was the right fit. You know, I had a good up-and-coming team at that point, Logan – had won his first national championship, and Kyle and Bo had committed to the team. And uh, at that point, I was like, I could see them. They just broke the top ten. I think they were eighth or seventh. And I was like, man, the team, the team's starting to get into the high caliber realm of like we could really, I could really see the team winning it and being a part of something special. And I was like. It just felt right, you know, the coaching staff I liked a lot. I liked uh I liked that they had the RTC and I liked just I knew one or two guys already on the team, so just it was it was, it was incredible. Uh Luke Welch just posted Purdue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was looking at Purdue a little bit too. Um they had a uh good coaching staff. Coach Hinkle, I loved a lot. Coach Flieger, I loved a lot. He actually came on the Fargo trip um, my senior year. And uh, 
I won a junior national championship, and he was in my corner. And so I had a pretty good relationship with Chris for a bit. And uh, same thing with Coach Hinkle. And so it was uh, it was really cool, you know. I, it, was, it, it was really awesome just to go on visits and just – especially if you're a, a recruit, you like, it should be an honor to have all these co- – these, uh, I feel like sometimes it goes through recruits' heads that they're just big shot. And they just don't look at things from a gratitude standpoint. Like you got all these great colleges willing to wine and dine you so that you can be a part of their program, you know. So I just felt honored in that sense when I was being recruited that I knew wherever I, cho- I chose is going to be a great fit. So That's awesome. Oh, now, I have never – I haven't had the – the honor to speak to the Ohio State coach yet, but um, I've spoke to quite a few people over the last couple months, and uh, everybody tells me he's a better person than he is a coach. Is that how much does uh, that play into a lot of people coming into that room? Yeah, I mean Tom is talk about a father figure. He's the same thing, same as my youth coach. Like I'll talk to him. I would say, man, him and I have one of the closest connections out of, I would say, any of the guys he's coached. You know, I, I, I talk to him on a weekly basis and just about stuff outside of wrestling, you know. I mean, just like the same thing with my youth coach. He's just been a great mentor of mine and someone I've looked up to. Cause he ne- I mean, he never won the national tournament and he, he, probably, he, had, a good, he had a great career as a wrestler, but I just think as a leader and as a person, that's the thing that has separated him and allowed Ohio State to become a top-tier program, you know? And he's just really good in that sense. He's really good at just – just, I would say, connecting with people and just humility, thinking about other people a lot, you know, and trying to help people, you know, and and just – just very good at that and I just I've learned a lot from him and so when I, I began coaching a lot of philosophies a lot of things that he's taught me are going to be the same things that I'm going to apply into my own you know my own uh, thinking and my own coaching and stuff like that it's just the connections you know you make through the sport so it, yeah that's it's cool that's awesome. And um, oh, another question, I know uh, maybe we touched on it briefly the, on my first show, but, you know, what can we expect from our Florida boy, Elijah Cleary, this year? It's his senior year, right? And he's he's been improving. He yeah. got the starting spot last year. And uh, do we expect some big things from him this year? Yeah, he's been working hard. I was down at Lake Highland Prep um, probably a month ago now, and he was I saw him down there training, and he's been focused in, working hard in the off season. So, I just think the biggest thing is him being able to pull the trigger. You know, he's got great defense, and just having a go-to attack. You know, that's gonna be the biggest thing for him to, I think, get on the podium or be in that top ten category at his weight class. And just having a having an attack. You know that you can score. At, at almost anybody, you know, like for me, 
from high school on, it was always a high crotch. I felt like I, if I got to the inside tie or my head on the right side of their body, I was going to score every time because I knew they couldn't stop it. Or I, that's what I felt like, my attack. And then I had to start transitioning to a single because everybody would start scouting my high crotch. And more times than not, it was their back leg. And so it's like, now nah, I have to get to a single, get to that single on the V leg and score from that position. So it's just like, just learning that sense, you know? And yeah, you know, I think that's going to be the biggest thing for Elijah, just being able to generate offense on his eyes because he's going to keep matches really close because it's very, very tough to score on him in the room, you know? He's got. No, I watched a lot of his. Um... I tried to watch a lot of his matches this year. You know, my, you know, being he's a guy that we saw in the room and his, uh, his brother was coaching my son and what a great family and great people. But um, yeah, we always try to watch the matches and yeah, man, it just seemed like a lot of them were so close and he's won some, but the ones he lost, they weren't just like a complete blowout, you know? Absolutely. Well, that's cool. So, you know, um, a question I had was, you know, now you've been, you know, after college, uh, now transitioning full time to, to to compete on the world level and the national level. Um, you know, what has it meant to you? What was the transition like going from, you know, the style you had to wrestle in college to to the world style? And 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 what are what do we have to look forward to from from NATO? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just viewing it more as an art you know I was I'm a I've been a grinder I've been someone that always viewed it more as a fight like you're gonna out tough someone you're gonna be more physical than them and be ready for that fight and then I see the international level and I when I watch those matches and I watch the Russians and other guys they just they flow really well. They know when to turn it off. They know when to relax. They have these sprints throughout the match where they relax, relax, and then they sprint for 15 seconds. They put three, four, five, six attacks in a row, and then they – and then just from different positions. They just, like – you'll see, like, a cartwheel from an overhook or some other transition that you don't really see in the folk style or collegiate level. They're a lot more loose, relaxed. And that's kind of the thing I think that's been different in, I would say, the foreign style compared to the American style. Like, we're really tight. We want to squeeze a lot. But then they're just more relaxed. They are quick and just move really well, you know. And I think that's the cool part with the, that, that style in a sense. Yeah, and, and I'm sure right now it's – I'm sure right now it's hard to answer the question of what's next because we don't really know yet. Right. I mean, we know that they have said that the Olympics will be next year. They have said that you'll have your world trials. They have said all that, but we still don't know. Right. Is, is that, has any of that been confirmed? Yeah. A lot of uncertainty, man. I mean, that's the biggest thing with this coronavirus is how long it's going to last, you know, and, because they keep trying to put athletics back in, sports, and then there's more cases. So that's going to be the biggest question mark is, like, when they can find a vaccine and 
and all the precautions that will go into practicing and training and stuff like that, you know. So, um, we'll see, right? and then the tournaments as well, you know, we'll see. It's really interesting, you know. It will definitely go down in the history books as a, a, just one of the, like, just like 9-11, some really major event. And it's lasted a lot longer than I think uh, people have expected. So now I heard, I heard someone post, or I heard, I saw someone post the other day that our kids are going to have a way more interesting history class than we did. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Somebody just um, posted in the comments. Uh, they said that um, you, you're somebody that is very passionate about boxing. Uh, will we ever yeah. see you go to the UFC level? Man, I've been doing some jujitsu and gi and Muay Thai lately up at Matt Brown's gym in Columbus. It's just been fun, man. You do wrestling for so long that I did boxing a little bit in high school to mix the training up, do some cross training, and I loved it. And now I'm starting to do different other training forms. And it's just been fun, you know. I guess it's helped now kind of get the different – arts back into stuff and just I've loved it you know so I don't know we'll see man I think it just the world's the, the oyster you know and I just whatever my heart kind of leads me towards after the next couple of years you know like that's the biggest thing I guess and in, in my thinking you know what I want to do I think injuries have definitely played into my thinking as well especially the last couple of years going from different injuries so just just being smart in that sense. Um, but yeah, I mean, I could see myself possibly getting into the MMA. We'll see. Yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, and being that you're coming from boxing, you've been punched in the face. So it's not like something yeah. that you don't. I know a lot of people that have come into that think about going to MMA from, from wrestling, but have never done like boxing or like that. They, they get punched in the face and it's like, okay, well. <laughs> Wrestling was fun, but I don't want to get punched in the face anymore. So yeah, right? definitely yeah. different. Getting you know, armbarred and choked out is not the funnest thing either. <laughs> so um, on on the on the world level, and and it's funny you just you, we talked about uh, when you when you guys were younger too. But on the world level, uh, you and even in college, you and Spencer Lee would go back and forth. You've had some wins, had some losses. Um, I, I'd imagine you guys were going to see you both at next level stuff, whether it's the same weight class or not. But uh, and I know you're friendly, but um, what uh, what does that guy do for your blood, man? What what does that what does that rivalry do for you? Uh, how do you get up for him? And is he someone that that you stay focused on? The biggest thing is just progressing, getting better every day, focusing on the process. But it is exciting when you know you got someone at that level you got to be to make the team, you know. And, I mean, like I said, like we talked about before the show, I think early on when I was in high school, he was a little bit younger than me. And I remember Eric Burnett telling me, hey, you should grab this kid. He's going to be a super stud. He's from PA. And I didn't know anything about Spencer at the time. So I was like, yeah, I'll wrestle him, try to help him out. And we wrestled the first time. I was like, yeah, this kid's going to be really good. Um, it'll be fun following his career. And then little did I know that we'd be in the same weight, be competing at 
the national tournament, the Big Ten tournament, U.S. Open. It's just been fun, you know, just competing against each other. He's a stud, you know, and it's just fun, you know. He presents a lot of challenges in his style. He's very flexible. He's got good grip strength, and he's got sneaky quickness. So it's yeah. good. That's all. And, you know, um, you, you were, like I said, you were my first guest and I've had a bunch of guests since then. And I've talked to other wrestlers that are around your weight class that are older than you, younger than you, whatever, but are all common goal oriented. And, and a lot of things I heard was like, man, you know, NATO will call us up and be like, Hey, you want me to come down and, and help you get ready? And they're like, but we're in the same weight class. And you're like, I don't care. Let's get ready. We want the best to, represent the world if it's not me then you and that just means a lot like I'm like wow that who does that right so your character is just high and you know it speaks a lot about you yeah thanks man I mean, that's the biggest thing you know in the U.S. you want you want to the U.S. do well you know if it's not me then it's the next best guy or the best guy in the way you know I mean we want to beat the Russians so it's like how can we do that? But just by training together, making sure you're just getting yourself ready or whoever represents the U.S. at the weight, you know? I think that's part of what made me fall in love with this sport. Like, what sport does that? Like, you know, like, you don't hear, you don't hear people calling up their, their, their rival and saying, hey, come over to the house. Let's work on some things. Like, you just don't hear that. And in this sport, you hear it all the time. So it's just incredible. Yeah. And, uh, and it's not that you don't want it any less or any more. It's just uh, you're a team guy, and that's just pretty dope. Um, so before I get into my quick little 10 question thing at the end, but I, uh, your career has been long uh, so far. You've had your young youth career, your college career. You've been in the world level. Is there a uh, – is there a match that you would love to have back? Oh, man, probably my junior year at Nationals. Um, I wrestled Clark in the semis. We wrestled at the Big Ten Finals. We had some battles. And I remember that match I was winning. And we got in the third period. And he got me in two, two Merkles. Two Merkles ended up winning. He ended up winning from those two positions. And I remember getting off the mat and going up to the stands. I told my parents, I was like, what just happened? You know, it just happened so quick. You get in some weird scrambles. Next thing you know, I give up that that match. And I think that one, that one hurt a lot. And also my sophomore year as well. I was in on a high cross to win it in the third. And time ran out right as I was trying to trying to score so those two kind of come to my mind the most I would say of any matches in my career is just little positions being able to get back but I mean that's that's the sport you know like you win some great matches you lose some great matches you know and so you just learn a lot you know in the sport the sport is is special in that sense you know like it's very rare that someone goes undefeated in their career, you know? 
I mean, what, just Kale Sanderson, right? You know, so it's just like, at least collegiately, it's like you learn, you know. I feel like those kind of matches, I'll help the young Buckeyes until, I was just telling D'Amelio, I developed the system from when I get into my high crotch that I learned throughout the years of when guys defending me a certain way, especially if I'm on my feet how I finish. There's four different ways I'll finish depending on what defense they give me. And then it's just like, I'll keep progressing from those four. It's like they work all in combination. And Kyle, Kyle Snyder was able to help me out a little bit with that as well. So it's like, if I get to my high crotch, I feel like every time I'm a score now. So you just learn little things like that, you know? Yeah, it's awesome. Uh... Uh, what would you tell um, what would you tell young kids out there now? Um, you know, maybe they're maybe they're in the middle of their high school career and they're they're starting to get spoken to by different colleges. But what would you tell them to be prepared for college? Because I know a lot of kids they might be great in high school, but you hit the college room and everybody did what they did. Yeah. Oh man, I would say just. When I first got into college, I was a little homesick. You know, you're used to being with your, par- your parents and your folks and whatnot, and then you're on your own, and you got to learn time management, and you got to be disciplined in, in your studies and and just motivated, you know. I see a lot of guys do really well in high school. They're multiple-time state champs, and they come to this level, and they just kind of fall fall away or they drop out or it's not right for them when it's just like if you're motivated and you're hungry to be the best you're going to do well you know you're going to make sure everything's in line so you can get the most out of your career and it's a lot of things that you have to sacrifice in order to do that and it's just like you know what what's your passion is your passion to to be the best in the sport or is it to just mess around and I mean, you only have a short window, I would say, in wrestling to make a difference, you know. And it's just like if, if you're not totally bought into it, it's like why 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 are you going to Ohio State or I don't know and big, big school, you know, like a Division One school. That, so that's the biggest thing I would say for young kids is it's like. If it really means a lot to you and you see yourself trying to get to that next level and you have dreams of it, you'll be fine. You know, you'll you make it work. You'll you'll understand what goes into the collegiate experience and just be ready for it. It's a grind. You know, it goes fast, but it's, a, it's definitely a grind. So, yeah, I mean, I had uh, um, I had a guy on that that. Um, took your place at Ohio State when you injured yourself that year. And his whole dream was to wrestle at Ohio State. He could have went anywhere else, but he said, I wanted to go there just to wear that Buckeye outfit. And then when, when you got injured, he got his opportunity to wrestle a little bit and made his dream come true. And then, you know, now he's, he's out doing clinic stuff and doing his thing. But it was pretty cool to hear him tell the story, you know? Yep, that's Bracken. He's actually one of my good friends. Yeah, and it was, uh, you know, it's like, uh, it's like talking to, I, I know some people that play baseball and they're like, yeah, I got drafted shortstop behind, you know, Derek Jeter or whatever. They're like, yeah, well, it didn't work out for me, right? 
<laughs> so, well, hey, I'll get into these 10 questions and we'll get you on your way. I know it looks like you're at another place or facility where you got to go to work. So, um, yeah, just getting adjusted quick, you know, body's getting older, a little <laughs> quick adjustment. And the guys, this guy has been the best for me. He's, he's amazing. Dr. Tyler Kelly, he's in the Columbus area. So nice. All right. You ready? Yep. Let's do it. Buckeye cups or Buckeye cookies? Uh, cookies. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the, the NCAAs or the world team trials? NCAAs. Uh, Crivelli Center or the Horseshoe? Uh, you got to go with the Horseshoe. <laughs> uh, the Beast or Iron Man? Iron Man for sure. The Columbus Zoo or the Aquarium? Zoo. I like the Zoo. <laughs> 32 or Fargo? Fargo. Uh, a burger, the Chop Shop or Bear Burger? Gotta go with Bear Burger, it's good. <laughs> uh, cadets or Pan Ams? Uh, cadets. All right, Hound Dogs or Andriaticos? Adri Adriaticos, for sure. I totally screwed that name up, right? Uh, all right, the, Med the Medved or the Cornell? Uh, Medved. Cool, man. Hey, again, um, thanks for your support. Th thanks for coming on. Uh, thanks for always just being great. And uh, keep, I tell everyone, keep kicking life's ass. So keep doing that. Hey. All right. And uh, so much. yes, sir. And you take it easy, man. And uh, again, I always ask if, if you'd like to refer anybody to the show, please feel free and do it. <laughs> yeah, I'll reach out to a couple people, uh, spread the word of how, what you're doing. So thank you. Yes, sir. And uh, yeah, go get uh, go get adjusted, my man. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks. Good. All right. Have a great rest of your day. You too. God bless. Thanks.